Welcome to Icons in the Making. I'm your host, Heather Stern, CMO at Lippincott, the creative consultancy behind some of the world's best brands. Join me as I sit down with the leaders of today's most influential brands. You'll hear stories of transformation and walk away with a new perspective on what it means to be an icon. This is Icons in the Making. What comes to mind when you hear the name Gucci? High-end luxury, coveted fashion, an iconic brand, a dancing Harry Styles? But what about experimentation, community, sustainability, and digital clothing? The truth is Gucci is all of these things and more. For over a century, the brand has managed to stay iconic while continually evolving. At the helm is Robert Trefus, Senior Executive Vice President of Corporate and Brand Strategy, and also the newly appointed CEO of Gucci Vault, an experimental online space and manifestation of its metaverse strategy, another example of the brand's exploration into uncharted fashion territory. Robert has been climbing Gucci's ladder since 2008, and now, in partnership with its CEO and amazing team, he's nurturing the brand's past while paving the way for its future. I'm thrilled to have him with us today, so welcome, Robert. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be with you. And I think I stand in the way between, you know, this and maybe happy hour in Milan on a Friday. So maybe after this, you'll have one for both of us. Oh, be sure of that. I'm very excited to have a good conversation first. Fantastic. So, gosh, you are already in a position where you are overseeing corporate and brand strategy. And last week, you were appointed to this exciting role. I think it's a first of its kind as CEO of Gucci Vault and Metaverse Ventures. It seems like a huge job and a very exciting one. Tell me about your vision for success, how these roles complement each other, and what your thoughts are for the future. Well, I think in the introduction, you referenced a number of important elements of Gucci's history and its DNA. We're a brand, as you say, that has uh, lived 100 years, 100 years that have been filled with exciting narrative stories. And as we started to embark on our next 100 years, innovation, disruption, community, these are all imperatives for us because we believe that as a brand today, you have to be willing to embrace innovation, a successful brand, I should say. You have to be willing to embrace innovation. You have to understand how to build engagement with your community. And of course, you have to look at embracing what the world stands for today and what new ideas, what stimulations are out there for both brands and people. And of course, the metaverse probably represents that more than anything today. And I'm often asked, well, what does the metaverse represent? And I think probably it represents the blurring of our existence between physical and digital in a kind of general sense. And of course, there are many new ideas, opportunities, technologies that are the foundations of what the metaverse can represent in the future. And the vault is Gucci's playground in a way where we get the opportunity to pilot, to experiment, and ultimately to test and learn for opportunities that we can scale in the future. 
I love this juxtaposition of the heritage and the stories and the craftsmanship and the runway, the physical runway, with now this virtual world where people are coming together, quite frankly, people that may not ever have had the opportunity to be at a Gucci fashion show or maybe even purchase a Gucci item, but they're there and they're engaging, whether it be NFTs or being part of partnerships with Roblox. I mean, you've done things no one else has really done before. What's been surprising and how does the community play a role in all of it? Well, just over 20 years ago, Gucci was one of the first, if not the first luxury brand to embrace the idea of e-commerce and was one of the first brands to open, therefore, a site that offered that potential to its customers. It really marked the beginning of a journey in the digital landscape and exploring the digital landscape. And we've really been in an evolving digital revolution over a very extended period of time. And that has manifested its, uh, itself in many different ways. So, as I say, thinking about e-commerce, if we think about social media, if we think about AR, VR, gaming, these are all manifestations, if you will, of a digital revolution that has slowly but surely embraced our lives. And of course, with the COVID pandemic, to a degree, this was a catalyst that made that experience of the merging of our physical and digital realities move even more quickly because we had to adapt. We were pretty much all locked down. And it's thanks to technology that we were able to keep connected with family, with friends, with businesses, with customers. And so as we think about digital, Gucci has always taken the point of view that we should embrace opportunity and lean into opportunity. That doesn't mean to say that we just embrace technology for technology's sake. What we look for are opportunities that can enrich and improve the experience that our customers have and that can lead to deeper engagement with our community. And by the way, our community, if we think today that Gucci has over 100 million followers across all of our platforms, social media platforms, and we have upwards of 600 million visitors to Gucci.com in a year, this is an indication of the extent of our community. And not all of those represent actual customers Many of those can be individuals who are appreciative of the storytelling that we bring to life. That's an exciting opportunity. And the only way that you can really take advantage of this kind of opportunity is by leaning into the next technology. And so, of course, Web3, which is a journey that we're all at the very beginning of, is something that we're going to lean into as we've done with e-commerce, as we've done with social media, as we've done with gaming. We feel that this is the next chapter in a continuation of the digital opportunity. So again, these two hats that you're wearing, kind of head of corporate and brand strategy and now CEO of Gucci Vault, do you see them as in a way one in the same and part of an overall umbrella Tell me about now taking on this other role and some of the priorities that you have. 
Prior to the role that I have today, I was overseeing what we call brand and client engagement, which essentially is fundamentally about how the brand is perceived and positioned to respond to the desires of our customers. And at the very center of what Gucci stands for is this notion of empowering self-expression. And so the answer to your question is this, that as we look at how this brand engages with its stakeholders and particularly its customers, that idea of empowering self-expression is at the core of what we represent and how we want to build our strategy. And so the Vault and the Metaverse, as we think about what they offer us and the opportunity that they offer the brand and the community that we build around this brand, that notion of empowering self-expression becomes even more powerful because if you think about, again, our reality today as individuals that live in a physical world and increasingly in a digital world, oftentimes today, individuals may feel more free to express themselves in the digital world than they do in the physical world. And so if Gucci can straddle these two worlds in a very thoughtful way, but also a way in which we can help to empower that self-expression, then we're kind of winning in both these realities. So self-expression, empowerment, you've talked a lot about values and the values that are core to the brand that guide the decisions that you make around certainly product and partnership and the way you communicate. Tell me more about this values-driven approach. More than ever today, I think that corporations and brands are expected to take a stand and to have values that they believe in. For Gucci, if as we go about our business and we go about the business of making beautiful products, if we can imbue those products at the same time with values that people believe in, whether those are values that relate to minimizing the impact we have on our world, obviously in terms of sustainability, or improving the lives of people in our communities, in other words, through social impact, we believe that that is uh, fundamentally important as a business and as a brand. As I say, probably more today than ever before, and particularly among younger generations, there is a very, I would say, high level of expectation that the brands that they're involved with, engaged with, represent and share the values that they have. I was reading about the recent fashion shows and some of the commentary was that the twins show was going to go down in history. And one journalist said, for some reason, in these complicated and fraught times, the simple gesture of families holding hands held a potent, immutable power. Tell me, is that an example of just a message that, you know, is part of the values and then how it kind of manifests itself within something as core as the clothes and the fashion show? Mm -hmm. Well, I think this was a particularly emotive fashion show. And the idea of holding hands, it's such a simple human gesture, but it has such meaning in that gesture. And what was so powerful about this show, of course, coming at a time where, unfortunately, around us in the world, 
that idea of coming together is not so prevalent. Whether we're thinking about, obviously, wars or uh, gender equality, these are important issues that we're all dealing with today, either personally or because we read the headlines. Of course, a fashion show, in Gucci terms, a fashion show is our moment in time when we can really amplify messages. That particular show that you're referring to reached around 280 million people through views on social platforms and other kinds of platforms. And so that message is an extremely pervasive message. Oh, it's pretty incredible. And, you know, just even thinking about that gesture of handholding, of course, is something that we've been told not to do now. And it's like that desire for connection and just seeing that manifestation must have been really powerful. So sustainability, you have definitely been at the helm, both individually, but then also Gucci as a brand, guiding sustainability initiatives, putting measures in place. Tell me about where you are, what you're focused on, what the challenges are. It's such an important issue. And I think a lot of brands are trying to do the right thing, but not all are getting it right. So tell me more. I mean, sustainability is a topic that needs to really inform your decisions from the top to the bottom. What I mean by that is you definitely need to have a vision from the top that sustainability is fundamentally important to how you run your business. And we're fortunate to be part of a group which is called the Caring Group that is led by an individual who believes firmly that today we have to go about our business in the most environmentally sensible way. It is a group that led our industry in being transparent about the impact it was having and wanting to be transparent in order to ensure that we were improving the way that we go about doing our business. So back in 2015, the group began to publish an environmental profit and loss account. It's a report card that is as important for us as it is in terms of reporting to the external world, because it tells us how we're doing in minimizing our impact on the world. Gucci, as a brand within the group, followed suit in reporting with an environmental profit and loss account. Then we took a, a further step. Our CEO, Marco Bizzari, decided that it was not good enough to wait for technology to help us minimize to the degree that it needs to, in other words, to eradicate our carbon emissions. But it's never enough to move fast enough. And we see around us the impact of global warming virtually every day. So as a company, as a brand, we took the decision to become fully carbon neutral, offsetting those carbon emissions that we couldn't avoid. The offsetting is basically a way of us investing actually in new ways of being more environmentally responsible. So today we're investing quite significantly in regenerative agriculture as a way of trying to make sure that our value chain is really doing its best to protect our environment and to ensure that precious resources are nurtured. It's a testament to not just focusing on your immediate core offering or industry, but the whole system and the system that we all live in and all need to, in a healthy way, continue on. And so that's amazing to hear about those kinds of investments. Tell me about 
the partnership, the collaboration that you have with essentially your counterparts in leading the company, what that looks like, and both marketing's role in being a champion for creativity, but then also from a CEO's perspective, a champion for business. The fashion industry is an unusual sector because you have kind of this yin and yang of creativity and business. If it can work very synergistically, it can be very, very powerful because creativity ultimately is the core of what a brand like Gucci represents. We often refer to creativity as being our North Star. And when we can be successful in empowering creativity, the brand can be most successful in engaging with our customers. Finding that equilibrium between creative empowerment and obviously running a business that can be successful is in a way the holy grail. And I would say that the storytelling that goes around that, we're thoughtful about using the word marketing because we, at the end of the day, tell stories, we make product, we want all of that to be wholly authentic. Authentic meaning, of course, we take great pride in the quality of what we make, the value that that quality offers. And Gucci essentially is made in Italy, and we believe strongly in the craft of the artisans that have passed that skill from generation to generation. But authenticity today, going back to the values that I was talking about, also means that you believe in values and you can demonstrate that those values are at the core of your business. All of that is to a degree epitomized in a fashion show like the one that you saw, because the craftsmanship is in the product, the sustainability is in the way that we bring that product to life on the catwalk. And then ultimately, that symbolic moment of holding hands is how we feel that we can bring community together as a brand. And one of the great capacities that Gucci has is to unite and convene people of like minds around ideas, creative ideas, social ideas, and of course, technology, the digital landscape helps us to, in a way, amplify that very, very significantly if we're smart in looking at how we can use platforms. So in terms of Gen Z, you know, it's a topic that a lot of us talk about. The next generation, how their demands of brands and businesses, how their sense of inclusion and self-expression is just very powerful. What are you learning, seeing as it relates to this audience? What advice would you have for brands who are looking to engage? I mean, it's always, I think, risky to kind of generalize. But what I would say is that there are certain characteristics that seem to manifest themselves around this generation. First of all, it's a generation that is made up of individuals who are multifaceted and more than any generation I've come into contact with. These are individuals who are motivated by many different things at the same time. And because of that, they become engaged in many different things at the same time. So they are multitaskers and they have a capability that I've rarely seen before in the way that they can bring that to life. We've talked about the fact that it's a generation that is 
more concerned about values and about the expectation that the brands that they're engaged with are delivering on certain values. I would say that this is a generation that looks at gender in a different way than I think any other generation before, because I think that the lines of gender are much less important. And consequently, they don't look at gender in exactly the same way that previous generations have done. So I think there are these kind of common characteristics that one can observe in this generation. Which I think is really exciting. You're, I think, a week into this new dual role. What's on your agenda? Are there a couple of things that you're really working on that you're trying to see through or beyond? Because again, it's a very exciting but massive space that you're continuing to pioneer. In the next couple of months, we do have some exciting projects that we will unveil. But to a degree, is a continuation of some of the experiments that we've been bringing to life in the last few months. I think that I'm excited by just the idea of possibility. I refer to the fact that Vault is our playground. And I think that the way that we've set up Vault and the way that we've dedicated a team of individuals to the exploration of the metaverse, for a brand that's 100 years old and for a brand that has 22,000 employees around the world, what it enables us to do is to be quite agile and experimental. And I think that it therefore energizes our entire organization because the vault is having an impact on the entire organization because everyone is proud of the fact that we're a brand that is willing to experiment. They become inspired by it. And then, of course, as I mentioned at the beginning, if one of those test and learn projects proves to be successful, then we can scale it. And of course, everyone gets in on the act then because it becomes highly relevant for the core brand. So that means, are you going to be spending more time in the digital world than you are in the physical world in the next few months? I think that's an interesting question that applies to all of us. And I think we oscillate a little bit because I think there are moments where we suddenly find that we're hugely immersed in the digital world and we have to get back to reality And then equally, there are times where we go, oh, my goodness, I need to escape from the physical world and I know where I'm going to (laughs) go. Yeah, yeah. It's really amazing. And especially when you just, again, think about identity and self-expression and community that there are these two worlds and worlds within the world. And it's such a creative environment that you're working in, as you said, I mean, The craftsmanship is at the core. There's wild creativity and design all around you. Where do you get your inspiration from? Are there things that you look to or people you go to just to bring new energy and new ideas to it? Staying curious. It's a bit of a cliche, but I think staying curious is something that drives me. I believe curiosity is a wonderful human trait. And one should never lose that. When we're children, we're somewhat naive, which is a beautiful thing because we kind of bump into things and we're naturally curious. I think the older that you get, the unfortunate likelihood is you kind of believe that you've seen it, you've done it, you've been there, and you should never, ever lose that sense of curiosity. And today, more than ever, 
there's so many exciting new horizons around us that we need to be even more curious than ever before. Sometimes it just requires you to remind yourself that you haven't seen and done it all. And so it's a good reminder as it relates to that, as you're looking for talent to join the team, I'm assuming that that's something that you're looking for, but as it relates to skill set and experience, are there things that you're seeing now are more important than they were before or have changed in terms of the makeup of who you're looking to bring onto the team? One of the most, I think, interesting things today is that the influx of young talent that we have here at Gucci is talent that is looking at opportunities and problems in a very kind of 360 degree way, which is exciting. But the way we built this team is to have, as I said, a dedicated team, but that team taps into the expertise that we have in functions. So this team is surrounded by experts in our tech team, in our legal team, in our merchandising team, in our creative office. So it's an agile team that is always backed up by a great deal of kind of wisdom and specialization. And I think that's a good mix to be able to bring together. We've talked a lot about the business and about your roles and your leadership. I like to end each session with a question that I will ask you, which is, who is your icon? The person who inspires me and constantly inspires me is Martin Luther King, actually. An individual who was a great communicator, someone who believed in very deep values and believed that you could achieve those values through human empathy. So I think all of those attributes are what inspire me so much about him. That's pretty amazing. And I just want to thank you so much for spending your early evening with us today. I think, again, when I started the conversation and all the things that you think of when you think of Gucci, I think there are so many that people don't think of. And Every day, I think it's a brand that surprises people and is doing exciting things, and you're a key driver of all of that. So we're excited to see what comes. We will either see you in the real world or in the metaverse and be looking forward to all the things that Gucci continues to do. Thank you so much, Robert. I think I need to treat myself to something Gucci now after this session. (laughs) (laughs) It's been a pleasure. It's been a very nice conversation. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in. If you liked what you heard, share with your colleagues and friends and subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen. And if you're feeling really generous, leave us a five-star rating. Thanks, and I'll see you next time.